Excellent. Okay. How we feeling? Anybody uh, excited? I, I'm I'm excited uh, for the basketball for the pod. Um, yeah, I enjoyed some Pacer basketball this week. Sure. Oh, savor, savor. Your time. <laughs> Let's get into it. I'm just it's concerned that that the guys that you told me to watch suck. Now I'm now I'm concerned. Well, they have room to grow. Okay, thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> they started out as Michael Jordan. We wouldn't be watching them grow. That's that's true. Yeah, right. I picked Benedict Mathurin to watch, and you've already yeah. watched him peak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so no. it's like, what do you, what do you even? He doesn't even need to grow. From here. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, just prepare to. Uh... It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. Who doesn't love the bounce castle? Hitler. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be awash in unbeatable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is October 23rd, 2022, and this is episode 605. Coming to you from the home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland. I'm the doctor, Jason Triplett. This show, we're going to discuss opening week of the Pacers' 22-23 campaign, including games against Washington, San Antonio, and Detroit. Joining me this week are two of our analysts, coast-to-coast like buttered toast. First, from Asheville, North Carolina, he's our in-house bartender, mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles. It's John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up? Undebeatables. Uh, shout out to Joey this week. Uh, we're missing him, but uh, always appreciate uh, the doctor stepping in as host. My pleasure. Uh, and from Boise, Idaho, out west, the third member of the team wearing a maroon shirt. It's our enforcer, <laughs> John Harper. What is going on, fellas? Excited to kicking off a, a new and exciting season of NBA basketball <laughs> to wash down that old and boring season of Colts football. <laughs> right. isn't it only like not even halfway through oh it's god it feels so much longer yes. <laughs> yeah i think that uh the denver game felt like it was the whole season yeah i, <laughs> I can't believe it. i is the only game i've ever gone to overtime man it was like mad to be getting more yeah, sport. That's, right. that's right so terrible all right, before we start the show, just want to remind you folks that this show is brought to you by you. You can support the longest-running Pacers podcast for as little as a dollar a month if you head over to patreon.com slash undebeatables. There are also higher tiers of 5 and $10 a month if you want to get access to some exclusive free paid content. Uh, you are more than welcome <laughs> to subscribe at that level. All right, uh, new season, new segment. We're going to start out, uh, we're going to debut a new game, which so far we're calling NBA News of the Week. 
that is a working title. After you see how it goes, uh, email in alternate names. Um, <laughs> uh, Colson, how does this work? Um, so I stole this straight off of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. I don't think you're supposed to say um, that on the air, buddy. <laughs> it's okay. Plausible uh, no. deniability. <laughs> uh, I, I love those guys. Uh, they don't need our help, but go listen to that show. They had a, uh, Saturday was a great episode. Uh, but uh, basically they do a true and false uh, news of the week thing, and so I'm going to do that with uh, you guys. I'm going to uh, ask you questions, and you just have to tell me true or false. Um, so I'm going to start, because we're all wearing maroon, I'm going to start with a Cavs-related question. Uh, Harper, starting the season with a one and one record, Cavs fans are encouraged by uh, Mitchell's... Uh, uh, wow, give me one second. <laughs> I don't know what I wrote here. Uh, it's shaking off that preseason rust, buddy. That's right, right. That's right. Uh, starting the season with a one and one record, Cavs fans are encouraged by Donovan Mitchell's uh, as he broke a franchise record in his first two games. True or false? Uh, almost true. Uh, true. He um, had back to back thirty point games. Wow, and that's never happened in. Well, okay, sorry. Opening a season. <laughs> Opening a <Okay>. season. <laughs> uh, LeBron James has definitely had back-to-back 30-point games. Yeah, it seems it's like that's probably the thing. Opening a season, yeah, back-to-back 30-point games. So that's a true. That's a true. And so were there two records, or was the record just... That was just it. Okay. That was it. Yeah. Gotcha. It, was a, it was a rough start uh, <laughs> on, my, on my game. <laughs> Not a rough start for Donovan Mitchell, but rough start for me. Uh, Jason, uh, Paolo Banchero became only the second teenager in NBA history to start his career with three 20-point games. That sounds truthy to me. Uh, that is false. He's the first player to do it. Wow. Averaged uh, 23.5 points at his first three games along with seven rebounds. So, uh, Harper. In explaining uh, Joel Embiid's poor performances to begin the season, Coach Doc Rivers revealed that Embiid hadn't played basketball for two weeks prior to the season due to plantar fasciitis. Uh, true-ish. Uh, false. It was two months. Ah. Mm. Hadn't played two basketball for months. two months before the season began. Uh, Jason. Gordon Hayward of the Charlotte Hornets is rocking a brand new hairstyle this season. He's got shaved sides with a coiffed top. He says it feels great heading into the season. Uh, false. <laughs> Hasn't he always had that haircut? Uh, no, apparently it's new. Uh, apparently mm-hmm. the, uh, the shaved uh, sides has been a big deal on Twitter. Um, that is true. Uh, he also uh, liked a tweet that has him being traded for Russell Westbrook to the Lakers. So. Mm. He's loving life right now. Yeah, those Charlotte fans are loving him on their team. Too, I'm sure that's... <laughs> Harper, uh, while AD and LeBron have played well offensively, their one and two start has been uh, potentially blamed on their 22.3% three point shooting. True. False, they're 0 and 3. Oh. <laughs> uh, Jason. Uh, when James Harden was asked what's wrong with uh, this Philly uh, 76ers team, he quipped nothing. Uh, true. 
False. He quipped everything. Ah. <laughs> uh, Harper. Uh, Charles Barkley signed a 10-year estimated $200 million uh, contract to remain with TNT. Sure. That is true. His signing coincided with the extensions of Ernie, Kenny, and Shaq. So the TNT team is going to be together for a long time. And then uh, lastly, Jason. During the Lakers-Golden State game, LeBron and Draymond were seen sharing a laugh. Andre Iguodala was caught on camera making, um, doing uh, a kissy face. Uh, uh, false. False. That's true. He was caught on camera gesturing self pleasurement. <laughs> nice. Uh, AI Spicy was not real happy the season. <laughs> AI is not real happy with the. Uh, Draymond LeBron love, apparently. That's got to be good for chemistry. So, loves Draymond, hates Jordan Poole. Got it. (laughs) Right. Well, that was was off to a raucous start. I think we went over eight on that one. (laughs) (laughs) This is like, Colson's like that that, uh, uh, history teacher that you didn't want to have, that like... You know, trickly words, the true false. Exactly. So you got to pay super close attention. All right. This week, the Pacers played three basketball games, and they went one and two, as predicted, I think, by me. Uh, I think one, you okay. I think you were the the last person to guess, so you just took what was left. Two things can be true, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Wednesday, October nineteenth, the Pacers hosted the Washington Wizards. And lost that one, 114 to 108. Although being down 18 and then rallying to within three uh, in the last minute uh, to make things exciting. Uh, Notably after yours truly went to bed. Uh, (laughs) They were down 18 in the fourth quarter. I was like, all right, I've had enough. Okay. Uh, Halliburton, uh, Tyrese had a great debut, uh, scored 26 points and had seven assists. And Ben Matherin making his NBA debut with 19 points and seven rebounds and 45 mean mugs. Uh, game two, Friday, October 21st, hosting the San Antonio Spurs, and the Pacers pulled out a clutch loss to the Spurs <laughs> in this one, 137 to 134. Uh, Halliburton and Matherin again leading the way. I believe this is going to be a motif for the season. Uh, Halliburton with 27 and 12 assists. Uh, Matherin with 26 and five rebounds and not a lick of defense was played by anyone ever in that game. Uh, And then game three, Saturday, October 22nd, hosting the Detroit Pistons. We got to win. Pacers win 124 to 115. Halliburton 24 and 10. Uh, Matherin dropped 27. Uh, Jalen Smith. 19 points, 15 rebounds, three blocks. Goga also had a double-double. Twin Towers in the house. Uh, <laughs> Pacers off to a, an exciting start. Harper, what did you take away from, from week one of Pacers basketball? Well, guys are largely doing what they're supposed to be doing out there. Uh, it was definitely fun in the Pistons game. 
the bulletin board material there for Benny Matherin is that the number five overall pick, Jaden Ivey, was selected by the Detroit Pistons. Uh, he was very interested in having a better game than Mr. Ivey. Uh, Ivey ended up 17-11 with five assists, um, but he came out with an L in that game, and Benny won. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe not a lot for this team to play for in a real concrete way every week, but it was cool to see them, you know, sort of rally around a teammate and get it done. That's good for the team. That's good for cohesion. For sure, for sure. It got a little uh, testy a at some point. Jaden Ivey uh, took something that Ben Matherin said not too kindly and uh, <laughs> started walking after him. But anyway, the tempers cooled, and they had a nice moment after the game, I thought, like uh, dapping each other up and seems like everything's okay, but I'm Colson, quite what, sure what Benny's your... going to be a talker for us. <laughs> <laughs> Colson, thoughts uh, on week one? I've got a ton of thoughts, uh, but I just want to start with this. You, you mentioned that um, Halliburton and uh, Matherin are potentially going to be the one-two punch uh, all season. Uh, they look like the two most professional basketball players on the team. Um, and I'm very excited about that. Um, I was concerned by uh, the play of our starting unit in the first two games, and I think so was uh, Carlisle because he switched up for the for the uh, third game. And anybody um, who could do math, <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna um, spot teams ten to fifteen points. Well, uh, so uh, he we was, still did that in the Detroit game. Yeah, it's true. He well, he was playing. Um, yeah, we still did that in the Detroit game. That's true. Um, uh, he was playing uh, Terry Taylor, the Birdhouse, uh, which I appreciate. I, I, I like him uh, seeing some starting minutes. He does the little things. He's not going to score a lot of points, but he's going to be a professional on the floor. Uh, but he was he was playing Jalen Smith at center, and uh, the guy's just not ready for center. Like I think he's he can excel as a power forward, but he's just not big enough and physical enough, and he got destroyed uh, this week in the first two games. Um, the Wizards are... I, I, I regret um, choosing them uh, for so many losses this this in the preseason. Um, both uh, Przingis and uh, Kuzma are big and poundy and professional, and um, I think they're going to win some games uh, in the 30 range instead of the 24 range that I picked, I think. So, um, yeah, I, I thought uh, the big guy thing that I thought we were going to do, which is Jalen Smith and Isaiah Thomas and I suppose uh, uh, Goga now in this in this rotation, um, just jumping and blocking and being bouncy happened in that Detroit game, and I, I wanted to see that more in the first two games. So at least coaches – understands what what one of the problems was mm-hmm. well obviously the isaiah jackson there oh what did i say isaiah thomas yeah. Isaiah oh yeah isaiah oh yeah he's he's real small <laughs> isaiah jackson Isaiah jackson. Uh, but the reason of course that we weren't seeing what uh miles turner out there is because before the season even started he managed to roll an ankle and was unavailable for us this week yeah not not great uh, he's so he's out. Uh, like he's out the course for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he's out for the first week. I don't know if that means. Well, I don't know when that means he's going to be back. So it sounds like he's coming back on the road trip. The sprain was not as bad as maybe uh, they had originally thought. He does seem to be coming along. So word is he, he, he will be out on the road trip. 
tripped on a ball boy during warm-ups. That's what I heard. I also heard conflicting reports that it wasn't a ball boy, and so they shouldn't be throwing ball boys under the bus, but what do I know? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought this week was, was exactly what you want from Pacers basketball this season. Got some uh, nice minutes from your rookie. Um, I was I was imminently impressed with Benedict Matherin and his. I think absolute... nice is an understatement, don't you think? I mean, he's yeah, amazing. Yeah, you know, he's he's he has a fearlessness that is um, incredible. He has a confidence that I just love, and a, a competitiveness that's going to carry him a long way in this league. Not to mention the fact that he's like super talented too. Like he shoots the ball super well and uh his decision making is still you know got leaps and bounds to grow but i absolutely expected that um and you got some highlight plays from halliburton you got some some lob dunks from from people and um and i thought i was really impressed with that um detroit game because as you mentioned we switched up the starting lineup and that meant that down the stretch uh we also had a different starting or different unit out there Closed out the game with Halliburton, Matherin, uh, Neesmith, Jalen Smith, and Isaiah Jackson. So nobody with more than uh, two years of NBA experience, basically. Uh, and they were able to execute and hold on to a win and, and get a win against the Detroit team that has, um, obviously they're not very veteran laden either, but they have guys like Cade Cunningham who was, starting to take over the game and and the Pacers were able to nip that in the bud and and hit some key, key shots and sort of everybody contributed which was the thing that I liked even Neesmith you know hit a big three and Halliburton hit a couple from the logo and yeah it was all you all you could want yeah it's great and Rick is clearly not afraid to shuttle guys out there and see who's gonna play for us in crunch time right nothing nobody's minutes on this team are decided so there's everybody's gonna have a chance to play and compete for minutes all season. that's right oh yeah and even um andrew nemhard got some minutes there at the end and like kid's over, over a tj and mcconnell played and, well and played very well and made yeah. some really smart decisions um to get us easy buckets and you know didn't panic i'm very impressed with him as well i am so. too yeah I, I i agree i you know mcconnell was great all week i mean he just does sure. what he does right he's still inbounds uh, passes he got those uh clutch layups at the end of shot clocks and stuff um but we're used to that what's what's more interesting is watching you're right this Neymard kid um you know kind of play what looks like beyond his years right now I mean I know it's only a few games but he just uh um he looks competent out there um one of the things that I uh, there's multiple things that that struck me this week uh one is that Buddy Heald is a professional basketball player um, that seems to make poor decisions most of the time. And yet um, he still contributes in positive ways at the same time. And I think I'm fine with trading him now. Oh, you've, <laughs> like, come, you've come around. Just well, no, one week the thing is, is like, well, no, I, 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 no, I think he's, he's a rotational basketball player on a, on a team. Like he, he, he does, I think probably more positive things than negative things, but he also is doing enough questionable head scratching things that I'm not really sure I want him um, teaching my younger players. So I'm ready to ship him out 
uh, he's a nice kid. I, I, I root for him. He's a pacer. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm over the experiment. So if he starts losing minutes to our rookies, I'm okay with that. Well, he will be losing minutes to the rookies because they're playing much, much better than him right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I also don't think it's a huge danger that he was going to take over the leadership and teaching roles on the team. So I hadn't lost. <laughs> I don't know. I, you got to you got to rely on the veterans. You know, you got to he comes over and pat you on the butt and tells you something. You probably want to take that, you know, um, yeah, taking the good job and ignore the rest. Less has to do with that uh, sweet, sweet shooting stroke. Right. Right. Oh man, I, I well, you know, it's he and Mather do the similar thing, which is uh, you know, uh, take questionable three pointers and also just drive into lots of traffic. But Matherin's shot uh, tends to go in 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 uh, in the questionable traffic. Well, uh, and, and Matherin has he, an excuse for that; he's a rookie. He has no <laughs> idea what the hell he's doing, right? But uh, also, and also is stronger <laughs> to get it to the hole. So yeah, he's yeah. very very strong finisher in the paint to the point where. I'm already questioning the amount of contact he is subjecting himself to in his young career. Mm, sure. Yeah, but he's built like a tank. And he is, but, you know, those things add up. Sure, that's true. It's a long season. <clears throat> I was particularly impressed with Goga um, throughout the yeah. week as well, too. I thought that, you know, here's a guy that probably wasn't expecting to get any minutes this week, right? Because he's the fourth big in this rotation. And then all of a sudden, Miles Turner goes down and he's asked to play big minutes and does a, a decent job i would say i i would say better than decent like I, I was i was giving him a hard time about uh sort of the um matador defense i thought he played tougher um i mean he still can't guard the perimeter perimeter no. but that's not his job it's not what he's paid to do i thought he was better in the paint um i thought he was uh you know making people's lives hard on that end uh to an extent um, and also playing really well offensively, passing the ball when he should. I mean, I, I yeah, I just was really impressed setting solid screens. Um, he seems to be making less mistakes uh, than he was in the first two years because you know he's he's figuring it out. I I, I mean, this guy looks like it gives you some ability to trade Miles Turner. Although again, I'm I'm not ready to do that, but um, he gives you depth up front for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right on. Um, the other the other trend that I wanted to discuss with you guys was the the first two games at least the Pacers got down big, super big, but then were able to make these massive rallies in the fourth quarter, getting within a three pointer in both situations um, against San Antonio. Had a shot at the buzzer to to try to tie it up and. Uh, I think with maybe a minute left or something like that in the Wizards game, you know, got within a three. What's going on here? Is this just a, a a rookie young team phenomenon? Like they just don't know what's going on in the first three quarters, and then, but they're they're clearly competitive enough, which which is what I took away from it is that they just don't quit, which is great. Yeah. And maybe the other teams took their their foot off the gas a bit that was definitely a part of it it's nice to be playing against those second units late in the game put together sure. a run but you know it's also tough for a young team to come in and lose you know uh, the the longest tenured pacer sure. <laughs> you know before the before tip off of the first game pretty unexpectedly and you know kind of reshuffling the lineup at that point uh does make things tougher should it lead to the starting lineup being you know minus 20 in the plus minus every night no it shouldn't 
right? <laughs> um, but you know, I it's, it's certainly something that you can circle and ask for improvement on. They've been watching too much cult film. <laughs> well, I, I have I have two answers to this. Uh, one is that uh, we're a young team, so execution isn't what we're good at, but energy okay. is. And I think yep. down the stretch, we're getting the loose balls. We're doing that stuff. And then two, the other answer is Matherin, right? He's he's not in the beginning of these games, and Matherin has been the driving force to to get us back into these games late. I mean, he was. It was was it the first game against the Wizards where he was just pulling off magical stuff. He had a couple tough, uh, you know, bunch of guys in the lane getting three point plays, and also had a couple of tough threes uh, to to you know scoring. You know, I think he's scoring almost a point a minute right now. I mean, he's just he's he's been absolutely a beast. Um, so I think those are those two uh, two are the main answers to that question. Um, I also think. Um, Halliburton has been better than advertised. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just been an absolute revelation. And I think he's trying to figure out the balance between scoring and sharing the ball. And I thought in the first two games, he came out and said, I've just got to score the basket. Mm-hmm. And I think in the third game, he did a better job of saying, I'm going to set these guys up and I'm going to wait to score later. Um, right. You know, and I think because I think if if everybody just stands around and watches Halliburton score uh, at an amazing clip, uh, you don't have to cut as hard or do as much stuff. You know, and so I think sure. that's something he's still learning. Um, and um, yeah, so maybe that's the third answer. I mean, in fairness to him, they were playing like garbage, so he kind of had to go score the ball. And and also. But neither team they're giving him like a lot of space like i watching the defense uh, defenses on him like that's got to change as the season goes along i mean granted these are three of the worst teams in the league that we just faced <laughs> yep. but like they gave him a lot of room to operate so yeah um i don't know if he's going to see that all season i mean he will in the first I mean, quarter and if we spot 25 <laughs> probably yeah. you will mm-hmm but yeah, he creates a ton of space for himself too, and um, moves off the ball quite well. I think shooting the three point um, ball well early has not has not hurt his cause at all either. Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, Harper, you you uh, mentioned uh, before the season that uh, you know coach was going to make uh, Matherin earn his minutes, and that's still the case, right? I mean, he's leading our team in scoring and. Um, even in, in game three, when we switched up the starting lineup, Matherin's still coming off the bench. Um, how long do you expect this to, to go on? Or do you think at some point soon, uh, Matherin, uh, Halliburton is going to be the, the you know starting backcourt of the future? I mean, it, there's no doubt that he's part of the starting backcourt of the future. How soon you decide to insert him at the starting two? Yeah. Um, you know, you you would say it would largely depend on Matherin's play, and Matherin's play has been better than Buddy Hield. So, I mean, at this point, I think it's already and Duarte's safe. by miles. Well, I mean, Duarte, you know, you probably want to slot at three, um, which is probably where you have to play Hield too. Where all of a sudden looking a little thin there, but Benny's certainly already outplayed Hield. So, there's definitely guys that are moving up and down the depth chart every night, and uh, right now, Buddy Benny's stock is rising quickly. quickly. Yeah, I think this might be a, a fluid thing throughout the year too because certainly Matherin's going to hit a a rookie wall at some point and sure go through a dip or something like that but um you mentioned a guy Chris Duarte who uh 
of the young guys on the team had the least sort of a impactful week. Are we concerned about Chris Duarte or what's, what's going on with him? Yeah, I think we probably will talk a lot more about him on Thursday, but I mean, <laughs> as in as much as Benny stock is going up, Duarte's is going down and you know, with buddy being forced out of some of his minutes at two, I mean, you know, everybody's playing for time right now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I thought, um, Gosh, I just thought Duarte would play well in the starting lineup with not a ton of offensive options, and he'd play less well with um, Matherin, you know. And so I thought splitting them up would work, but I- I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going on with Duarte right now. Um, yeah, again, we'll we'll talk about it more. But he's six. I mean, for- he's not even getting that many minutes, right? Yeah. Like he played 19 minutes in the Wizards game, 16 in the Spurs game, and. I mean, twenty-one off the bench, I yeah. guess, in the um, in the Detroit game. But he started well, two games shots and went broken. six for twenty-three. So, I mean, what are you going to do? And yeah. he's not playing lockdown defense either. Right. Exactly. You know, and uh, the other thing that I I uh, was reminded of watching these uh, these other teams this season, they're also full of uh, young players, uh, but. Um, Veterans matter. Uh, seeing uh, old Pacers like Corey Joseph just, you know, slicing us up. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich just killing it for uh, Detroit. Bogey. Um, and then also the few minutes that James Johnson had coming off our bench. You know, it's when you start watching so many rookies on the floor, you forget what it looks like to watch trained professionals. <laughs> and And just seeing these guys do their job, you understand why young teams don't win that many games in the NBA. Um, it's just a different style. It's just a different skill set um, that, that's learned over time. And I understand that we're developing young talent, but, man, I miss I miss some, uh, some of those guys <laughs> for sure. Yep. All right, well, the Pacers are going to get their fair share of trained professionals this week. Oh, uh, no. They are starting a five-game road set. All in the Eastern Conference Monday at the Philadelphia 76ers, who are actually off to an 0 3 start, so maybe that's a W. Uh, Trash. Wednesday at the Chicago Bulls. Trash. Friday at the Wizards. Maybe get some revenge there. That game's on ESPN. It's our only ESPN game of the year. Why? Uh, I don't know. Because there's nothing else on that night, probably because it, it's Halloween, so everybody's at Halloween party. Yeah, yeah they were like, we can throw a st- stupid game on. Uh, Saturday at the Brooklyn Nets, uh, oh. and then actually Monday at the Brooklyn Nets. For the oh, actually, season. this is not as hard as I thought it was going to be at the beginning of the season. Brooklyn's broken. Um, Chicago sucks. <clears throat> Philly's got nothing, and we're hyper I mean, dominant. So what could possibly go wrong? We're not hyper dominant, but I, you know, I, I think I would have thought about this road trip as, as uh, you know, zero and five. I don't think that anymore. I'm gonna give us, uh, I'm gonna give us two and three, a solid two and three on this road swing. Two and three. Right, so we're picking the road swing and not the week. Yeah, the road swing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're not gonna be able to talk about that next week then. So I think you should pick the four. Okay, just pick the four. Yeah. All right, we'll go uh, one and three, and we'll win the Brooklyn game at the end. Okay, for my two and three. Come on, zero and four. I'm gonna say we split it. We'll go two and two here. Okay. Uh, yeah, 
Unfortunately, I won't be able to go to the Wizards game, so they'll probably lose that one. Or maybe they'll actually win that one since I'm not. Yeah, since you're not there, they're going to win it. Exactly. All right. Well, that will do it for us this week. We want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, We will have another show on Thursday for those of you that are new to the program. Um, In the meantime, you can reach out to us on Twitter. We are at Undebeatables. We are on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. We have a website, TheUndebeatables.com, which has a contact form on it that you can send us a message. Or if you want to pull out your Google phone and send us an email, you can do it to shoutout at theundebeatables.com. And when you're back on that website, we should switch the order of this so I end on the website now that I'm looking at our, <laughs> our script. Uh, anyway, when you're at the website, uh, there's one. We have an old printing of a T-shirt that we hmm. designed and printed some of. 10 some odd years ago <laughs> and uh, buy that thing. And we're soon, I hear rumor, going to print new t-shirts that will be available for sale. For the architect, Donnie Walsh, and our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Sigleonard. Turn out the lights, the party's over. Yeah, yeah. Alrighty. So much shit to talk in the next episode. Talk shit about all these young guys that play hard. (laughs) I'm real excited about it. Nice, coach. Take it easy, rookie. (laughs) Why are you playing so hard? That's true. We went to a a brewery today and got lunch. And it was one of these places that, like, is on this new model of, like, they're, like, fair wages for all of our employees. We're we're Mm going to pay people above the the tipped wage, and we add a, a fair wage fee to your thing of 15 percent if you want to tip on top of that great we split it amongst everybody blah 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 and the socialist workers right labor uh (laughs) labor rights and power part of me was very conflicted because turns out if you you're not motivated by tips you'd give just absolutely shitty service (laughs) 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 it took forever and it was not that busy and Mm. like like, yeah, it was like horrible. like being in France. Those yeah, those five hour meals that they have there, it's not because yeah. of the experience. It's because that's just how long it takes them to get their yeah. meal. Exactly. Well, I've I've always said that um, the worst service you can have is uh, when things are slow because people just they just forget that you're there, or wander off, or yeah. do something else. Uh, super busy also could be bad service. You what you want the kind of like nice hum in the restaurant. That's when your <laughs> that's when your best service happens. Yeah, I suppose we did come after like the lunch bump, but I mean, it was yeah. a Sunday. We were there at one thirty. Like that's still oh, that's yeah. like prime time lunch time. Got yeah, got to keep going. Bring in nope. fresh blood. Nap time. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly.